0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Jones, uh, one of the co-hosts for Mary Cinemas with Adam and Jess. And before we get started with the podcast, I want to let you know we're doing a little bit something different today. We have made up a movie. It doesn't exist. It's something that me and Jess kind of conjured out of our own imagination. So we're going to be talking about this made up movie called Surviving Christmas. It's not available on Amazon if you look it up on IMDb, your phone will start to smoke because, again, this movie doesn't exist. But we hope you enjoyed this podcast that's a, a little bit different. jones you might remember me from such podcasts as the first few seconds of this podcast as well as the other podcast that i did
1: in which adam is trying to make it seem like we would come up with such disturbing ideas that we would
0: who is this mysterious person that i am on the podcast with (laughs) if only the stranger had a name
1: see i'm conflicted now because if we're truly saying that we came up with this movie. I don't think I want to identify myself.
0: Oh. That's a toughie.
1: If you're able to admit that we did not, in fact, come up with this movie, then maybe I'll identify myself.
0: Well, I'm not a liar. so. It's but a are movie you th- a
1: jokester? N- never. Then I'm going to uh, abstain from using my real name.
0: I understand that. For personal
1: and professional reasons.
0: Well, anyway, I'm neither personal nor professional, so I don't mind introducing my co-host, Jasmine Jones.
1: (laughs) Which is a real name one of Adam's friends called me for much of the beginning of our dating relationship. Yep. So I'll just stick with it.
0: (laughs) All right, but real talk. Despite what I might think, this movie happened. It's real
1: unfortunately we
0: didn't come up with it it's uh so the way i found this this little movie called surviving christmas 2004 was i i opened the amazon prime app shout out to jeff bezos (laughs) good man um so i opened this app you know and i feel like everyone's just on these apps Mm -hmm. and like people aren't spending time in like person man and neither am I. So I opened the Amazon Prime app, and I opened the film "Holiday in Handcuffs," and then I scrolled through the movies you might like section. Uh, really, I went to the bottom of the barrel, and I said I could go, I could go lower. And then out from that emerged this movie, "Surviving Christmas." Jess, can you tell me the name of any of the characters in "Surviving Christmas"?
1: Christine, Alicia, Drew, Brian, Duda, Tom.
0: Wow, that was much better than I thought you would do.
1: <laughs> Amazing. I knew all the yeah. names. Also, the most one of the most insane parts of this movie, which is one of the reasons that I picked it off of the lit the trailers that Adam showed me over lunch today, was the fact that this movie is like stacked. Yeah. It's not just like a random, off-brand, cheaply made movie. It has the main guy from The Sopranos.
0: James Gandolfini. And this is in 2004. So it's at the height of soprano so power.
1: It has the mom from Home Alone.
0: Katherine O'Hara.
1: It has- Some
0: of y'all might know her from Shoots Creek.
1: Mm-hmm. It has Ben Affleck.
0: Coming off the heels of successful motion pictures like- 2003's Daredevil and G. Lee.
1: And it also has Christina Applegate, which I feel like this was also kind of the height of her time being famous.
0: Yeah, other than starting Apple computers with her dad, Steve Jobs. <laughs>
1: yeah, So, it's like and watching the trailer, the reason that I wanted to pick it is not only because it's stacked, but also like you can tell they were trying to make it like uh Christmas classic. Yeah. Like, they were putting the effort in. They got a cast that was, like, supposed to be really good. And they were trying to make it a classic. A classic. Yes. Oh, I also didn't mention one of the darkest characters from Desperate Housewives plays the
0: brother. <laughs> and there's there's one other celebrity that I... Can I mention him at the top?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, I, we were Get watching the Get the people hooked.
1: Get the people hooked. We know what they want.
0: We are watching the credits... And you know, we got your usual suspects, you got your Mr. Mosley playing a lawyer, you've got your Ben Affleck playing Drew, and you've got Desperate Housewives Boy playing Brian, and you'll never guess who they managed to nab in this movie. That's right, they got Tumbleweed to play Tumbleweed. Santa.
1: Tumbleweed!
0: Tumbleweed, as he is credited in in this movie. Uh, You might know him as Lester from the movie Envy, or maybe it's a show. I think it's a movie. You might know him as Brother Phallus from Messiah, a short film. Or you might know him as Homeless Guy in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, you know him as Santa from Surviving Christmas.
1: We got a lot of tumbleweeders out there, I can Mm -hmm.
0: tell. Yep, real... uh, Weedsters. (laughs) trying to think of uh, a joke about his name, but I can't think of anything.
1: Speaking of that, we should probably say from the top, this is not a kid-friendly movie.
0: It is not.
1: It is PG-13. I mean, I don't recommend it to truly any humans alive, but it's definitely not kid-friendly.
0: As one of the writers of this movie, I recommend it to everyone except children.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not... A lot of non-kid-friendly stuff in here. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're a kid who has listened to this podcast before, or a parent who listens to it sometimes around your kids, I would just skip this one.
0: See, I was going to say...
1: We're not going for the listens. We're going for the purity.
0: <laughs> I was going to say the podcast is for the children. You know, you'll kids, you'll learn all about the movie Surviving Christmas, mm-hmm. a movie born... Way before you were born. And mm-hmm. I'm sure y'all were... You know, kids love James Gandolfini. They love him. Mm-hmm. They can't get enough of that guy. <laughs> Rest in peace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so we want this podcast to really target that audience of children who love James Gandolfini. Yeah. We call them Feaster. James Gandolf-teenies.
1: <laughs> Perfect. So, the movie opens with kind of some classic Christmas movie tropes. So I'm just going to skip through those quick because we just really need to get to the meat of what this movie is. See, I
0: disagree. The intro is great. Bring an umbrella because you'll be laughing up a storm.
1: So, oh yeah, well the intro, which I don't know if you noticed this, but it comes back.
0: I didn't notice it.
1: Yeah, I'm about to blow your mind later on this. So it opens on a classic... City Christmascape. We are told that we are in Chicago, which Mm -hmm. is our neck of the woods. City
0: that never sleeps. The Big Easy. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere.
1: Chicago.
0: The Great Wide Way.
1: So. A
0: lot of casinos.
1: We see a man who can't rap. Like, not rap as in the musical stylings, but like WRAP, presents. Um... A man who gives everything he owns to the Salvation Army Santa.
0: Including a watch and a wedding ring.
1: A person who falls hanging lights. Mm. And a grandma who makes sad gingerbread men. Now, Adam didn't take note of this, but take note of this because all of these things come back later.
0: Wow. (laughs) That's right, y'all. Welcome to... That's right, we're actually watching Inception. Mm -hmm. A lot of layers to this movie.
1: A lot of layers. Um, So, we meet a classic, like, at the beginning, I thought the main character, Drew, is kind of the classic big city man. He works at a marketing agency at a place called Barcode. Don't know if you noticed that it was called Barcode. I did. Then we cut to his fancy apartment, a classic fancy apartment in a movie where it's like a studio apartment that's huge and they have like one couch in it. And he gives his girlfriend tickets to Fiji that he wants to go to for Christmas. And she breaks up with him because he's not going to spend Christmas with his family and she doesn't really know anything about his family. She's never met his family. And she says, you need some serious help, Drew, which honestly, agree truly agree on that they break up uh then we go back to his office and the frat bro vibes are just off the charts at this point so i'm thinking at the beginning of this movie it's a classic like dude from the big city doesn't like christmas only cares about his career and he's gonna learn a little something about family that's literally not what happens at all Um, but at this point that's what I thought the movie was going to be about and he's at his office just trying to find someone to spend Christmas with and he's calling all of his bros and none of them are coming through none of the bros are coming through and he's doing that classic thing in a movie where I like where they're like calling a bunch of people and like literally crossing them off a list except it looks like it's his address book and so he's literally crossing people's names, addresses, and phone numbers off an address book. Look, this if is you 2004. You need that stuff. If
0: you don't want Christmas with Benny, you don't get Benny ever.
1: Yeah, so true. Um. So then we go back to the bachelor pad with him drinking this eggnog that he was supposed to be promoting at his marketing firm. It is so yellow.
0: Um. Sorry, what were you going to say about
1: it? It's so yellow. Uh
0: huh. And?
1: It looked gross.
0: Well, um, Jess, that's really funny. You know, uh, yellow is one of the top flavor palettes these days. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Jess, uh, would you mind reading this ad for me, please? Just go ahead and read it.
1: I'm reading this blindly.
0: Yeah. You're reading it with your eyes, but go on. <laughs>
1: We're brought to you by, did you mean it to be B-U-I?
0: I didn't, I don't do the ad copy. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, the alcoholic eggnog. Drink alcohol-based eggnog because it's delicious and nutritious. It's what I'm drinking right now. And besides, what have you got to lose? Haven't you made enough good decisions this week? Enter code Cinemus and get 50% off. Your family will understand. Besides...
0: Thank you for reading that, Jess. That's right. We're brought to you by the alcohol eggnog featured in this movie. Uh, It's 10% alcohol, so that's hardly any. So, I mean, it's like kind of... It's like drinking water with milk in it and other eggnog ingredients. Really thick water. Really thick water. And, you know, Jess, that's what I love about eggnog season. The thickness of the water. Mm. That's right. So... When when my co host Jess said it was gross, what she really meant was Jess, please explain yourself.
1: Well, it's like when you say like something sick. Yeah. But it's like it actually means cool.
0: Yeah, and it's it's gross domestic product is yeah. immense. Yeah. It makes so much money because it's so good. And yeah, so it is <laughs> isn't it so funny that this just came up organically.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love when that happens. Yeah. Because it's just so a part of our lives. It's not an ad to us, it's just a part of our lives.
0: Look, we use this product way <laughs> more than we should.
1: No, uh, yes. as much as we should. Maybe At not wish enough. We could use it more. Maybe not enough. Yeah, we could use it more. Mm
0: hmm. It's all that our cat drinks. He loves it. <laughs> he can't stand up straight.
1: Um. So, in the movie, though, like. When we're drinking this stuff, we're holding on to it for dear life. It is our lifeblood. But in the movie, he sets it on this TV tray, he's about to eat food, he realizes he's gonna be by himself for Christmas, and he sets the glass down and the whole tray breaks.
0: Yep. Man and then Man can't afford a good TV stand.
1: Just like a hard turn. All of a sudden, like that happens, and then the next scene he's running through an airport chasing after this middle aged man.
0: Stephen Root, his and it therapist, was
1: I think. not no his girlfriend's therapist. His
0: girlfriend's therapist. Yeah,
1: he's running through, and he's like, "You're my girlfriend's doctor. You need to tell me what to do."
0: Oh, and he's just trying to get through the airport. His daughter's being annoying. She wants to hold on to her stuffed dog, but the dog has to go through the uh, X ray machine, and so she crawls in there after the dog. And then what happens, Jessica Lynn?
1: Well, she goes through the detector, which, like, I don't feel like a child could fit through that.
0: Uh, uh, kids, test it out. Yeah, <laughs> out
1: at home. Next time you're at an airport.
0: Once you have a couple of eggnogs in you, you'll just be crawling <laughs> through the airport. Let us know what happens. Adults, you can try too.
1: So, this, this therapist. Is like he's just trying to get his attention, this guy's just trying to get through the airport, and finally he turns to uh, Ben Affleck's character Drew and says, Make a list of all your family trauma and then burn it. Yeah. And that's what you gotta do.
0: Just as a licensed therapist, social worker. I'm not a licensed
1: therapist.
0: So you just practice therapy without a license? (laughs) Y'all, I am sorry for the malpractice my wife has committed. No. Um You're not sorry?
1: I don't do that.
0: You don't do that apology thing. That's One day
1: I'm going to apply for a job and they're going to listen back through all of these podcasts. Hey guys,
0: if y'all are (laughs) listening, be sure to like and subscribe. (laughs) I know it's June and we haven't updated in a while, but more, more, more content's coming. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, yes. So weird advice, but he gives it to her. Him. Yes. He gives it to him sure
1: and then all and then he's in a cab going to the home he grew up in which I don't feel like that was part of the advice was it
0: uh I don't remember I think it, I think it was I think he, he had to go back and burn it at 1159 or sunset or whatever it was, it was a it's kind of like breaking a curse
1: so I'm just gonna say from the top here how I think this could have been a better move So, I think it could have been a better movie if he was like, he's an ad exec, and they were like, you need to learn more about what a, like, regular family is like at Christmas. You're too highfalutin city boy. You need to go spend Christmas with a family and learn what a family's like. And then he goes and pays this family to act like his family so he can learn. But instead, it's so much weirder.
0: Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? It reminded me of the rehearsal.
1: Yes!
0: (laughs) So in the show The Rehearsal, starring Nathan Fielder. But
1: there's even more purpose in the rehearsal.
0: Yes. Like, it's kind of too weird to understand, but basically, a woman wants to have a child, and so someone sets up for her a simulation of what it would be like to have a child, using a lot of actors. And this is what Benny Boy does.
1: Except he doesn't it's not a bunch of actors, it's real people yeah. that he pays. So anyway, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves.
0: My my thought on how to improve the movie was it can't be done.
1: <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. You're saying it's a perfect No, movie. no,
0: it's we hit it out of the park immediately.
1: So uh, yeah, he goes he goes up to the house that he grew up in and you think like it's deranged from the beginning because at first it's like okay maybe he just needs to go to the house he's gonna try and burn the thing he's like going around his house he's super happy he has this like list of stuff and then he lights a match and the dad comes out and like hits him over the head with a shovel um and gives him a concussion but then he wakes up and he's like no i need to stay here yeah And he's all of a sudden like, I'm going to pay you $250,000 to pretend to be my family so I can stay here over Christmas. And it just, like, that jump, they don't establish him. Like, they establish him as just, like, this frat bro advertising guy. Like, they they don't establish him as a character that would just, like, do this. And there's no real reason for it.
0: Yeah, he really takes a hard
1: turn. Like, they could have started the movie even with, like, his childhood and something difficult happening, but it's like they want to save that for, like, five minutes later in the film where there's, like, not a ton of payoff because the whole time you're just like, why is he doing this? Yeah.
0: And they try to save the reveal about why for later, but I feel like it would have been, I don't know, maybe better if it was, like, I just they kept- just kind of kind of share at the top, like, I want to redo I want to have the Christmas I never had yeah instead of this guy goes from kind of apathetic about Christmas he's trying to go to Fiji doesn't really care about being around his family to I'm Mr. This, is how, this is how my dad had Christmas he yeah. always wore the hat, or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which when you look back at it spoiler alert like he never had Christmases like that. yeah so then it's even more like better. he was just making it all up
0: just like we did with this movie. Yeah. man what a complicated podcast I feel
1: like this movie was incepted into my brain I wish I hope I wake up soon <laughs> um so yeah he's like I will pay you 250 thousand dollars um and at first I'm like okay why would they believe that he was gonna pay them that and then all of a sudden, Mr. Mosby from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody shows up as a lawyer and they make, like, a legitimate contract. This is probably the only part of the movie I was like, this is actually doing it so right and it's so funny (laughs) that it's, like, legally binding. And they're, like, making it very legit that he is going to live with this family and pay them $250,000 to, like, pretend to be his family.
0: Yes. And they really have to go all in. They can't, they can't just do it halfway. They have to really commit to being his family. It's kind of like a... It's like a trap. It's like he, he's like, I will emotionally torment y'all for $250,000. Mm-hmm. And if y'all break character, no money for you.
1: And this is the first sign that the son, Brian, is just like, I'm worried about him. Yeah. This is when... Yeah, I'm concerned because one of the first things that Brian, who's like a teenager, I don't, the yeah. ages of the kids is never super clear, but he seems like he's like a teenager. Um, He talks about how guys on the internet send him bus tickets. Yeah. And then it just is really downhill from there. Like Brian is a character to be petted and be seriously concerned about from truly beginning to the end of this movie. Mm, fair. Um, super he also gets the worst end of the deal. Like, there is no, not necessarily that he is going to get the advantages of any amount of this money, and he is the one who is constantly put out and have his life on hold for this more than really anyone else.
0: Jess, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How much would Ben Affleck have to pay to spend Christmas with us?
1: I mean, after this movie, like... No amount of money could get me to... He'd fall in love with me. And that would just be awkward.
0: Okay, how much would you charge Drew Latham to spend Christmas with you?
1: That's his last name. Yeah. I, it's weird. I don't even entertain that thought because of how absurd this movie was.
0: My answer is... Zero dollars. Y'all come on over whenever you feel like it. <laughs> We're very Jones hospitable here. Yeah, We're very hospitable. We have a guest bed for the two of you. Um, yeah, we got, some, well,
1: we got some. many gingerbread people from Trader Joe's. They
0: can't have any of those until they've earned them, Jessica. We've talked about this.
1: Um. So, uh, he. One of the things is that he's gonna sleep in Brian's bedroom because that used to be his. And then the next morning, um, he wakes up so excited about his life living in this family's home. And he immediately breaks a banister clear off. If you're wondering what type of movie this is, it's one of the movies where all of the funny parts are the parts that are in the trailer.
0: Kind of like Elf meets Citizen Kane.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So they just duct tape it back. The most horrifying part of this movie. Although it's not because so many horrifying things happen later. But he eats the dad's salami. But we all know... It's... The dad is from The Sopranos. So he's eating his gabagool. Yeah. And that is the worst thing you can do.
0: Yeah. The, the first thing I thought of when I saw this... And just the idea of you know him being mad about eating salami... Was uh, that meme of the, the guy from Sopranos, Silvio, saying it's anti-Italian discrimination. hmm Yeah. That's kind of the, the aura that that scene gave to yeah. me.
1: Yeah. Um, and this is where I wrote, this movie is about rich indulgences over the working class. He's just taking their food.
0: Hey, he works hard. He deserves it more than that family.
1: I disagree. Um, then he forces them I feel all... Like we
0: really switched our class politics <laughs> between this episode and the last episode. Mm. Because in the last episode, you kept saying, close the ski lodge. If you don't make over X <laughs> amount of money, you don't deserve to have vacations or be happy. Mm. And I said, well, Jess, I don't know about that. But now, you know, <laughs> we've learned from each other. Mm-hmm. And now... I, I believe that, you know, Ben Affleck is the force for good in the life of these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I you keep calling that. And Jess, uh, she's anti-Affleck.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not my Batman, am I right? So, <laughs> he forces them all to go Christmas tree shopping with him at poor Dan's tree land. And they have to sing when they put the Christmas tree up. At this point, I'm like, is this kidnapping? (laughs) It's because he's, like, making them do stuff and go places, like, basically against their will for money.
0: Jess, would this movie have been better if he was, like, holding them hostage?
1: That, I mean, it's Christmas in handcuffs.
0: Is that what that movie's about?
1: Sort of, if I remember correctly.
0: Be sure to listen to our next episode. Actually, we already did Christmas. At Hol- we did Holiday in Handcuffs. So go back and listen to Holiday in Handcuffs if we you did? want.
1: Yeah. Oh, like season one. Yeah.
0: yeah. So go back and listen to Holiday in Handcuffs episode if you want the inside scoop on that, starring Kristen Chenoweth and Gerard Butler.
1: No.
0: How. How am I supposed to know? I've never seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do an
1: episode on it. <laughs> um, anyway, they get back. Um, he's like, so he's calling like the parents, like dad and mom. Mm-hmm. That's when it started like skeezing me out. That's and then so their daughter Alicia comes home and ruins everything <laughs> because he didn't have a sister. But he also did. it doesn't seem like he had a brother. He did. Oh, he never mentioned his yeah, brother. His brother
0: Brian.
1: No. Anyway, the end of the movie where he explains his childhood makes none of the rest of it make any sense.
0: I don't know. I just assumed he had a brother. And that brother's name was Brian. And he lived with the Falco family.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Alicia's home finds out her family is being rented, which honestly is a great description about what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, she's ruining everything by being there. Um, that's a
0: hot take, Jess.
1: That's what he is saying, not what I'm mm, okay. saying. <laughs> um, she's not even going to be a good sport about this. Like, he's trying to figure out, okay, what, can, what role can she play in the family? And he keeps giving really good ideas, like cleaning ladies from different parts of the world. Yeah, that's and amazing. she's just Maybe like it. not into it. Yeah. She's not a good improviser.
0: I I disagree. So, they're they're all reading from this script that That, Drew Affleck has written. Yeah. And they're reading it, and they're like, Oh, thank you for this Christmas dinner, honey. It's so good, Gabagool. Thank you. It is very good. I am in Shoots Creek, the BB. And then uh, Alicia says... Gee, Beeves, do you think Wally's going to give us the business? <laughs> and that was the first laugh I had in this picture. It was, it was pretty good. So You didn't
1: laugh when he broke the banister?
0: I saw that in the trailer. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And so I got all my my yucks out of the way.
1: Yeah. Um. I really like Alicia's sweater. You can really <laughs> endear, endear me to a character by their sweater. Speaking of damn
0: characters in sweaters, Chess... Who comes onto the scene next?
1: So, as Adam said, he, like, gave them all scripts to read during dinner. And then, all of a sudden, the main character of the movie shows up. Guys, you called it. It's Doodah.
0: That's right. Doodah oh. Watch 2022. As you know, he's been in each of the movies that we've reviewed, except Holiday and Handcuffs. <laughs> and it was only a matter of time before he made it into this one, Jess. So, give us your first impressions of Doodah, Jess.
1: Best grandpa around. Hmm. Yeah. And he is going to pay them. He is a community theater king, mm-hmm. icon. Yes. And the family is going to get an extra $25,000 to keep him around. Yep. But no lawyer coming to add amendments. So that doesn't seem legit.
0: No. So Brian goes from his bedroom to the guest room, he gets moved out of the guest room because Alicia's home. Moves to the living room, uh. Sorry, living rooms are for doodahs. You go to the garage, <laughs> buddy. Mhm.
1: Once again, Brian getting the worst of all of this. Um, they all wear matching Christmas sweaters and go shopping and get a photo with Santa, who, as we all know,
0: played by tumbleweed. Tumbleweed king. Tumbleweed. king.
1: Uh, then they get home and. Uh, Brian's just trying to chill in his room, a.k.a. the freezing cold garage. And the dad, Tom, and Drew come out, and they're like, we need to talk. Brian, you have to leave. And he's like, where am I supposed to go? Outside. And he's like, yeah. And so Brian's just outside now? Like, this kid is, like, tormented this whole movie. And he's not really a kid. He's a teenager. mm mm-hmm. um, And we get a big bombshell, which is that Tom and Christine, the mom, are... Planning on getting a divorce, but they wanted to wait until after the holidays to tell the family. Um, And he's blaming Drew for making it even worse. And Drew gives advice that Tom should just get something that's for him. And then he goes and talks to Christine, the mom, to be like, This is really messing up my whole thing. If you guys aren't good, so you should go do something for yourself. You should have a photo shoot. Which I'm thinking, Hello, here comes a great makeover sequence. That is a hundred percent not what happens.
0: But yeah. So I didn't really get the impression that they weren't doing well. So this kind of blindsided me. I honestly at first thought he was like pretending to be Drew's parent saying that to like reenact his childhood or whatever. Hmm. But, I mean...
1: It's not that well thought out.
0: No, it's just kind of thrown in there. And, like... I mean, there's not, like, chemistry. They're not, like, you know, macking on each other. Or, uh... What what else do kids do, Jess, when they're in love?
1: (laughs) But, like, the bickering at the beginning just seems like normal parent bickering. Like, it's not...
0: It's more directed at the kid instead of each other. It's just the situation they find themselves in.
1: Yeah. Um... Meanwhile,
0: but yeah, so yeah, part of it is he's like, you know, you just, you're, you're a beautiful woman, Christine, and you gotta, you gotta show it off, you know, and, and this is where, you know, we get the zero to hero makeover, uh, we think, we know, her hair does go from frizzy to
1: more frizzy, more, uh, crinkled,
0: <laughs> yeah crimped it That's goes what from it's curly called. fries to crinkle cut fries no it
1: goes from like i just don't really brush my hair or do anything with it to i spend a lot of time crimping my hair do you know mm-hmm. what crimping
0: yeah it's that dance move when you like no, put your arms in look the air it up.
1: i need you to look
0: it i'm up. not gonna do that
1: no please okay audience now is your time while i convince adam to look up crimping hair
0: finally the interactive portion of the podcast yeah Pull out your phone in 4D.
1: No, look up, just look at the image, like crimping, and then hair, and then look at images. Oh. I'm I'm saying this to Adam as well as the the audience. Um,
0: Okay, it's like a set of tools.
1: What?
0: Yeah, it's like pliers, but different.
1: No, you didn't look up hair.
0: Do I just look up the word hair? No,
1: crimping hair.
0: Crimping hair. Okay, it's a lot of pliers in yeah, here.
1: See, it was like a thing.
0: Bring it back. I can pull that No, off. you
1: can. You can get tools now that do that. Yeah. Gr- bring crimping back. Mm-hmm. Bring crimping back. Um, yeah, so meanwhile, Drew is going to try and convince Alicia, please go tobogganing with me, Please. And he's going to basically get her to do anything by just calling her a chicken if she doesn't do it. They go outside and Doodah's smoking.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the photo shoot, which is, like, straight out of a horror film. Not the makeover sequence I wanted. Just, like, really not... She's, like, very over makeup, and it ends up being very, like, sexualized pictures... So, just not... It's like they wanted it to be a really, like, raunchy Christmas movie? Yeah. I don't really know what they were going for. Yeah,
0: I don't know why they would do that when Elfat Saves Christmas already (laughs) exists.
1: Yeah. So, they go tobogganing. Um, They can't find a hill that's good enough, so he hires a helicopter to go find the highest hill. Brian... Only one making good decisions is like, I'm not trying to die today. Um, But once again, he convinces Alicia to go just by calling her a chicken. It is so dangerous. Like, they barely miss, like, a bunch of trees.
0: Not a helmet in sight.
1: Nope. Um, But they're having fun. They do the classic, like, they fall off. And now they're, like, next to each other and in, like, a position where they can kiss each other. And then she sneezes in his face. Yep. I love it. Again,
0: overly raunchy.
1: Yeah. True. Um, then they're back at the house. Uh, they make tea because now they're sick buddies.
0: Trauma bonding, as we would call it in the therapy business.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, then the mom comes back. Oh, so the dad had bought a car. Oh, yeah. So the dad buys a car. Is a thing he's going to do for himself. The mom comes back, looking all made up, and he notices. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad at this point, because I'm like, I hate that this worked. I hate that Drew was like, just throw a bunch of money at something that you want, and like, just make yourself over, and then like, it works, and it brings them together for yeah. a short period of time. Because
0: buying yourself expensive things makes the other person happy. Yeah. Which is really why I'm glad that we're doing this podcast, Jess. You would not... Have you... Seeing our purchases lately,
1: our podcast is brought to you by capitalism (laughs) by happiness. What
0: our podcast is brought to you by that one guy's photo shoot studio? No, he did our Christmas card photos.
1: (laughs) Yeah, come into a mailbox near you. That's
0: why there's so much like mascara. It's like, um, on Adam, (laughs) it's like if uh, what's her name. Madonna rode a motorcycle Mm. Needs Christmas. Mm -hmm.
1: So um, Alicia and Drew have kind of a sincere moment. um, And they sneeze together and they talk a little bit about her childhood and a uh, moment that she had. Then this is the part that harkens back to the beginning of the movie. So, there's this like Christmas montage where they are like roasting chestnuts and putting up mistletoe and wrapping presents. So, they're wrapping presents and they do it really fast and successfully. They make gingerbread people. And so, it's like fixing all the things that were going. People were having a hard time with at the beginning of the movie.
0: So, what you're saying is this is a great movie. A lot of. Um uh, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah,
1: and the biggest poetic moment is when the dad uses a nutcracker to open a beer.
0: Mmm, that's great.
1: Try it at home. <laughs> um, so, go ahead. I
0: was going to say, speaking of beer, I'm drinking a Bell's beer called Quite Bright. That's from the state of Michigan. And uh, Jess is drinking that alcoholic eggnog. Now what were going to say?
1: Still doing it, nice mm-hmm. and thick. And making it very easy for me to talk.
0: And we know dairy agrees with yeah. her so well. Yeah. Is that so too much information?
1: And <laughs> it's out there, guys. Oh, there's a <laughs> funny. button
0: that is podcast magic.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: But no, you know what? The lactose intolerant community has withstood enough erasure.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, recently semi lactose intolerant. Oh so you're
0: new to the community. Yeah, I'm new. I'm trying no, to no. break in <laughs> break into that space. It's so difficult.
1: Um Alicia and Drew. Drew have what looks like a romantic moment. He made the memory that she talked about come true, but then he makes it into a whole thing and she gets mad and Yeah,
0: it's like nativity. It's like it's like a mega church Christmas pageant. So you have your nativity, you have You your all know the one I'm talking
1: about, am I right? <laughs> Wink. The
0: St. Peter's First Community Church, Mega Church Christmas <laughs> Pageant. Yeah. That's right. We have flying reindeer. We put rockets on their butts. Anyway, um, so it has Santa, it has camels, it has the manger scene. It has everything.
1: And, um. Except. Heart. Heart. I'm crying. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Um Then there's some just gross bonding. I'm just gonna skip over that part. Mm. Basically the mom's photo isn't in an inappropriate site.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm just gonna skip over that because I but, didn't enjoy it at all.
0: Yeah. I will go back to the the fun megachurch nativity oh, scene. Yeah, go for it.
1: to uh, give me some ideas.
0: Alicia is not happy. That was I guess the idea yeah. I'm sharing, Alicia is she's like I shared this personal memory with you, and you've uh, you've told all of these actors that you bought, and it's just all fake, and you know money isn't everything. Which again, a moral that I don't agree with. <laughs> uh, but
1: yeah, we're in ministry and social work for the money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The money. I thought
0: you were a therapist. No. Oh.
1: But uh, you're a minister. So she's mad. She leaves. And then he's like, you know what? This isn't working. I have kind of ruined things. So I'm going to take off. But then... Missy arrives. Yes. His girlfriend from the beginning of the movie that we forgot about. We did
0: not want to go to Fiji. So what had happened... She's was,
1: more a Dasani water girl. Am I right?
0: No one is Dasani water anything. <laughs> Missy may drink smart, smart water. Smart water, yeah. Fiji, mm, Fiji tastes weird. Uh, you can follow my my water bottle review podcast. Well, it's less of a podcast and more of a a show on Apple TV Plus.
1: It's you just like sipping a bunch of water, like mm-hmm. you don't say anything. It's just like slurp, slurp. Yeah,
0: but you know, it's really the subtlety that conveys what I think about the water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways. So he had Drew had told his assistant, send Missy an expensive Cartier bracelet to apologize for the whole Fiji debacle. So Jess, which of uh, which of your Fiji or not Fiji, which of your Cartier bracelets that I have purchased for you over the years is your <laughs> favorite?
1: Uh, the third one you got me. Ah,
0: that one was a good one, you know? Mm-hmm. It is shiny and expensive and definitely real.
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because recently, so something that we did last year that we haven't been doing as consistently this year, but we have a little bit, is going back and watching our favorite shows, their Christmas episodes. And we were watching the Office Christmas episode where Pam makes Jim this, like, cartoon for christmas mm-hmm. and jim gets her a very sincere gift of a bracelet and i literally said to adam you never need to get me a nice bracelet there's n- i would not care
0: especially since she has so many
1: i know i have so many every day i wear 10 um so <laughs> Guys, we're
0: raking in this eggnog money it's not even funny.
1: <laughs> so yeah missy has arrived and he's like oh shoot now i can't just leave She's seen him out the window, and so and the family was also like, "You need to leave. This needs to be over." And so he pays them seventy five thousand more dollars for just a few more hours. Like he's like, "We'll be out by midnight." She now wants to go to Fiji. We just have to entertain her parents for a few hours. Which is a horrible, not thought out plan because like if he was gonna date her long term, she'd want to continuously see his family. Like it would have to come up eventually. But if you're on the money count, it started with $250,000, and then $25,000 $25, for uh, doodah. doodah, and then $75,000 for this few more hours. So now he's up to $350,000. Um, so we know it's going to be a disaster, but at first it seems like it's going pretty well until Saul a.k.a. Doodahs, understudy arrives. <laughs> and just when I thought, so there's another movie that Adam showed me in which I was like, I don't know, that movie's going to be really cringy and I'm pretty sure racist. Well, you can't get away with it in this movie from multiple things that will happen. But Saul's is an African-American man. They're like just trying to play it off that he is... Actually, his grandpa, except he spends the whole time flirting with the mom, even though he's supposed to be the mom's dad. Um, and Alicia then returns, uh, almost ruins the ham. My goodness. They
0: definitely drop the ham. And then...
1: Like, just put it back on the tray. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Five no harm, no foul, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, they... She returns. She's like... I'm sorry, Drew, like, I do, you, you had a good heart, whatever, they kiss in the kitchen, he's like, oh no, my sister that I just kissed, but who's not actually my sister, but my girlfriend is here, and she gets really mad when she sees the girlfriend, and then she's like, I'm just gonna ruin all this, so she comes back and says that she is his sister, and is just trying to make a mess of everything, um, which I like to call Alicia's Revenge. Uh, then we found out that Missy's mom is a racist. Don't really have to say anything more about that part of it.
0: She's also... N- I don't remember...
1: Classist that. and racist?
0: No, I was going to say uh, we find out that Missy's dad is not her biological father.
1: That's not yet.
0: Oh.
1: You're jumping ahead. Mm, my bad. Um, yeah. Like I said, the understudy for uh, Duda is hitting on the mom, uh, Drew, and Alicia get into a fight. So it looks like brother and sister are fighting, and he, by mistake, admits to making out with her in the kitchen, which makes it seem like brother and sister were making out in the kitchen. Then they take a house tour. They walk in on Brian looking at an inappropriate picture of his mother, which is just horrible. Then Brian does the one sensible thing in this movie and basically destroys his computer and walks out the house and everything is falling apart. And that's when we find out that Missy's dad isn't actually her dad, that mom got Spoiler, Jess.
0: I haven't seen this movie yet. That would be so
1: lucky. You would be so lucky to not have seen this movie. (laughs) So everything's falling apart with their family as well as Missy's family. Um, I can't even say the best line.
0: Oh, Yuletide's a jerk. Yeah. That's what that's what the jerk. understudy of Doodah. Yeah. Says. Ain't
1: it, ain't it? Um, and Missy's just like Drew, let's just go to Fiji. Like both of our families are messed up. Like, I don't even care. Let's just go to Fiji. And he in and out. He yeah. could have done it. He just the movie could have ended with him running away with Missy, being like, You know what? Families are messed up, but we love each other. But he doesn't do that. Um, he breaks up with Missy.
0: Yeah, it was, it was sad. You know, Missy didn't do anything wrong. Way more likable than what's her name.
1: Ended up finding out, like, dark family secrets. Mm-hmm. That she probably didn't want to know.
0: Own school bracelets. Yeah. Those were Fiji. Yeah, is. that,
1: she, such a boss babe moment. She's like... I'm keeping the bracelet. Mm. And leaves. I was so empowered. And she gets vindicated later in the movie, which we'll bring up. Yes. But like she is the one who's gonna make it out the best.
0: She ends up with Doodah's understudy. <laughs> in the sequel. Who is
1: hilarious? Who says
0: Reviving Christmas.
1: I feel bad drinking liquor. this is Doodah's Understudy says to Drew. I feel bad drinking liquor you're going to need. And so he leaves. <laughs> Honestly, a hilarious uh, character at that yeah. moment. And then we kind of hear... The, the whole
0: concept of a doodah. <laughs> doodah,
1: yeah. doodah. Dun- so I jokingly dun- dun- I dun- do- dun- call dun-
0: all grandmothers dun- Mima. Mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna just start calling all grandfathers doodah.
1: To be fair, you call all grandmas and women over the age of like 35 <laughs> Yeah, Like
0: Claire Crowley from The Bachelorette. She's a ma. <laughs> um...
1: So, we get to hear Drew's real backstory, which is that his dad walked out on them. He had a single mom, and every year for Christmas, she would work at this diner coffee shop that she worked at, and he would come in, and she would make him a bunch of pancakes, and they would eat it together, or he would eat it on the edge of the counter. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, everyone.
0: She's getting choked up, y'all.
1: I am. It's emotional. Um... (laughs) And then his mom died in college. Like, when he was in college, not when she was in college. It doesn't really explain any... Like, was that really his house? Did he have a brother? Like, when did his dad... Named Brian. When did his dad walk out on them? Like, did they all live in the house together? That house. And then his dad walked... Like, it wasn't... It didn't really explain much of what was happening.
0: Basically, Ben Affleck was way crazier than someone who had gone through what he had been through should be. And my my thought is that originally he was going to be more of a jerk, a tool. Yeah. But then the director of the movie saw Elf, which came out in 2003. Oh. The same year as Daredevil. And he was like, I want more whimsy. Because honestly, that's what this... Drew guy, he comes in, he's like a force of Christmas.
1: Yeah, he's not like a Scrooge.
0: He spreads his merriment. He brings people together. He. There's less um, less sister and Elf, but you know, similar themes. Do you think Santa exists in the surviving Christmas universe? Yeah,
1: it's Yeah, it was played by a favorite actor of all time.
0: Tumbleweed, you passed the test.
1: (laughs) And um, he has this whole spiel to Alicia where he basically, because one thing I kept asking this movie, like, am I supposed to like him? Because he ends up giving this spiel to Alicia saying, basically, I didn't destroy your family. Your family was terrible to begin with and you just didn't see it. Which is, like, awful. But fair. You can still love your family even if your parents get divorced. Like, it doesn't mean your family is terrible.
0: The thing is, Drew was much more likable than the rest of the family was throughout the whole movie.
1: And, like, I could never figure out if that's the way it was supposed to be. Like, is he the, like, hero who came in and paid them a bunch of money and it's gonna solve all their problems? Like, that's kind of what it made it seem like. Mm -hmm. But they painted him at the beginning... I don't, it was confusing.
0: That's why I really do think that they were like, we need more whimsy. Like, we can't have everyone be unlikable. So, Benny Boy, amp up the comedy. Instead of Argo, you're an Argoof. Make it work.
1: Yeah. Um, he makes his grievance list, and then he burns it. Oh, I don't think I mentioned this. The, like, Dad Tom, like, leaves. I think there's a knock. Yes.
0: Hello, everybody. It's me, Dr. Jones. And unlike our friend, Jasmine, I am a therapist. So allow me to tell you a little bit of information about grievances. Yes, uh, I see that hand. You. You. With the Jess. Go ahead. Excellent. Now, you might be thinking that it is cathartic for one to move past their grievances that they received as a child.
1: I mean, and I'm here to... I just want to pause and say... Are you
0: a social worker or a therapist?
1: I'm, taking, I'm hearing
0: a lot of mixed messages.
1: I'm taking a cookie break so anyone else can feel free to take a cookie break.
0: And feel free to chime in with those questions.
1: Or on live stream. <laughs>
0: don't talk with your you mouth closed. I'm also a doctor of manners.
1: <laughs> Dr. Jones is live streaming this whole thing. Make sure to hop on the live stream and ask him some questions. Yes. Now, the thing I that... see you there. Hi!
0: Do I interrupt your podcast? <laughs> yes. No comment. <laughs> no. Now the thing that you need to remember about grievances is that they are most effective when you hold on to them forever. You don't want to move past the pains of your past. You want to continue to hold on to them and develop unhealthy relationships with strangers. Your
1: trauma makes you interesting.
0: It does.
1: It makes your personality. And it
0: made Ben Affleck's character so interesting. (laughs) Now, you might be wondering why I sound different. And it's because I have a cold. <laughs> Not because I, I forget forgot. how my accent was. <laughs> Please stop laughing at me. This is anti-British discrimination.
1: My husband said that's the only okay form of discrimination.
0: Oi, your husband's quite a stunner, isn't he, governor?
1: <laughs> Yeah, he got some new glasses from Warby Parker. They look pretty good.
0: Warby Parker? Yeah. We don't have them in England. (laughs) Instead, we have a beautiful company called Schnauzer Truffle Fund. It's where I get all of my spectacles. Now, everyone, if you're listening to me, Dr. Jones. I'm
1: definitely not.
0: Everyone, I'd like to apologize for uh, my co-host's rude interruptions of Dr. Jones. He's coming to bring his professional opinions, and we will try to edit these out in post, just as interruptions. So if it sounds a little choppy, that's why.
1: That's what the people come for. They come for the conflict. They come
0: for Dr. Jones's excellent takes about medicine and therapy. Now what you're going to do...
1: The medicines.
0: You're going to write... You're going to write a list of all of your grievances. You're going to mail them to everybody you know. And then you're going to blame everyone you know for your grievances, whether they are at fault or not. Then the real ones will apologize. And all of the fakers you can cut out of your life. Any questions?
1: Yes, several.
0: Well, I don't have time for questions, so I'm only here... You know
1: David S. Pumpkins?
0: I'm only here so that I won't get fined.
1: ta you know David S. Pumpkins! Yes! <laughs> I knew it. Splat. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. Next time I'll be nicer to Dr. Jones and they can introduce me to David S. Pumpkins. Best case scenario. Wait, who? David S. Pumpkins.
0: No, I know who that is. <laughs> Like Indiana Jones?
1: Yeah. No, that's you.
0: I'm Indiana Jones. That's true. I do live in Indiana.
1: Yep. Okay, so...
0: Did we talk about when he burned his grievance list yet? Yes. I thought that was kind of, you know, it was a nice moment. There wasn't a lot of growth for Ben Affleck, but when when he burned his grievance list, I was like, you know, I think we have a lot to learn from this.
1: Yeah, some people might disagree with you. I won't, but other people might.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So, he does that. It's his cathartic moment, and he goes back to his big city apartment. Um, he's kind of watching other families in the apartments across from him enjoy their Christmas, and he sits down and watches cartoons. It's like a cartoon Christmas Carol that kind of looks like the cartoon styles of... Um, what's the name of, on Cartoon Network, that cowardly dog? The
0: Lego movie.
1: No, the Coward. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's inside? Fetch
0: with Ruff Ruffman.
1: Okay, anyways. Lose Clues. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and who shows up at his door but his fake Dad. And why is he there to solve all his problems? No, because he owes him $350,000.
0: And you don't want to owe Tony Soprano $350,000. Honestly,
1: when he opened the notebook to write his grievances, I thought he was writing the check at first. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought he was doing. But no. Um, he doesn't. No, he does write him a check. He does. And then they decide to do what we all love to do around the holidays, go see our doodahs in a play.
0: Yep. Because real ones who I guess watch the movie will know that doodah is a community theater actor. I think actually just you did mention I that.
1: did. A king, a king of the community yes. theater. Uh
0: so he's in a community theater production of A Christmas Carol playing Ebenezer Scrooge. And so
1: kind of the main character if you don't know anything about that. I I disagree.
0: I think Gonzo is the main character.
1: Muppet Christmas Carol till I die. The what? Muppet Christmas Carol.
0: There's a Muppet version.
1: Yeah, very cool. It's the version. I've
0: only read the book.
1: Yeah. Um. So Gonzo going to this play kind of solves everything. Um. He finds his wife. They make up.
0: That is common. Christine, yeah. not Ben Affleck. Yeah. Him and his wife wouldn't get together. Fake again Dad and fake mom until moms. this year.
1: So, um
0: What's their couple name? J Lo and Ben Affleck? Jaffleck? Sure. B Lo B
1: Lo. <laughs> um So anyway, yeah, they they solved their problems, fake mom, fake dad solve their problems. He even finds a girl for Brian, and then he finds... Benifer. Benifer, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he finds Alicia outside. And he says that he's sorry, and he... Okay, I'm sorry, but, like... The weird, like, fake incest in this movie is, like, weird. Because as he's telling her, I'm sorry, he literally says... I want to find a family that has a beautiful sister that I can fall in love with, basically. That is weird, guys.
0: Well, you know, I've heard in many a sermon that there are only two types of women. Wives and sisters. Ew. Yeah. i do not Not saying it's right. No, it's but wrong. But I would say that it's wrong. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that it's
1: wrong. Um... Yeah, women, let's just, I'm just going to take a moment here. You do not need to define yourself by your relationship to any man. You don't need to do that. Uh, So they start making out, and then Missy's family, the uh, ex-girlfriend of Drew, like, drive by, and they're like, he's making out with his sister. And I was like, yes, Missy gets out of this and is like, that guy was crazy. I really dodged a bullet, and I believe that they did. And that's kind of how the movie ends, except watch the credits because there is nothing as thrilling as seeing Tumbleweed was playing Mm. Santa. That was my favorite part of the movie.
0: Tumbleweed Nation.
1: Yep. And that is the movie Surviving Christmas. I don't think I survived that movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just ends with them at a diner.
1: Like oh yeah yeah yeah. So it ends that's how it ends. Them very sentimentally eating pancakes at a diner like he used to do with his mom. Which like wasn't a good memory for him it didn't seem. So I don't know. The movie was weird. The whole premise of it was not what I thought it was going to be. All the funny parts were in the trailer. It just got really weird. Uh, I
0: disagreed the several parts that I laughed that were not in, in the, the trailer. trailer. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have thought it was good. It does have a five point four on IMDb. At least it would, if it existed as a real movie. Um, but yeah, it was, it was strange. Okay.
1: Like so, I could never figure out. Like they were. I know. So there are like movies that are just made cheaply, and they are what they are. Great. Or Hallmark movies. They're made to be cheesy and wholesome. They are what they are. But, like, this movie was definitely trying to become, like, a Christmas classic. Yes. But I have never heard of it.
0: Yeah, like... It, it just kind of... It, so, there's a podcast called Blank Check where they describe some certain types of movies as movies that don't exist. Where it's a movie that is real, but it is so under the radar and forgotten about... That it has left no cultural impression in the world. And that's what this movie is. Like with Deck the Halls, at least Evan Fleming had heard of it.
1: And I had heard of it. Yeah. I just never seen it. I remember
0: that. seeing commercials for it. Yeah. And thinking, that looks wacky. Mm-hmm. Or with Elfette Saves Christmas, it's kind of. Yeah, Change that the movie course
1: is. course of human history.
0: Yes. Uh, it is the water that we're swimming in. Mm-hmm. All that we are and will be. <laughs> it's
1: because of Elf saves Christmas.
0: Exactly. And then we have movies like this where it's like, okay, this was a real movie in theaters with actors who are have name recognition. We have Catherine O'Hara playing another mom in another Christmas movie, mm-hmm. which is usually a winning formula. But this movie, it just kind of vanishes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird one. And I'm very disturbed by it. Like, most oh. movies that we watch, I'm like, oof, that was rough. Or, like, oh no, that was not a good time. Or, like, that was hilarious how bad that was. This was like, I am disturbed by this to my core. Mm.
0: I want to watch it again. I'm probably going to watch it when Jess goes to sleep.
1: You can do that. I will be doing my favorite if I activity. Do. Sleeping.
0: sleeping Jess did you know that this movie released to DVD just 9 weeks after it opened in theaters Ooh. which was very short amount of time back in the day and also Jess did you know that the production was shot without a completed script as a result there were many delays and arguments over what to shoot James Gandolfini himself admitted in a behind the scenes interview that most of the film was improvised did you know that Wow. Did you know that John Favreau was offered a chance to direct but made Elf 2003 instead? Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Literally. Let's see. What other interesting pieces of trivia are there? Did you know one of the two starring vehicles for Ben Affleck that were released in 2004 in addition to Jersey Girl 2004? Steven Root appears in supporting roles in both films. Did you know that Jessica Lynn?
1: I now know. I've seen Jersey Girl. I'm pretty sure.
0: Brag much! Did you know that filming took place almost entirely in California, even though the movie is set in Arlington Heights, a suburb of Chicago, Illinois?
1: That's crazy.
0: I know, man. So I mean, just for the interesting cinema trivia like this,
1: mm-hmm. you, want you people? gotta
0: you gotta watch it. That's like, what it, you're there's doing. There's so much film history here.
1: So is that what you're going to rate your
0: rate the movie? Mm-hmm. As in, see it for its historical significance mm-hmm. because it's one of the two competing christmas scene movies released in late 2004. Christmas with the Cranks released a month after Surviving Christmas and was originally going to be titled Skipping Christmas, which is the name of John Grisham's novel. Upon which it is based, but out of concern that audiences would be confused by the similar sounding titles, producers of Christmas with the Cranks changed the name.
1: Which, like, once again, another Christmas movie that we've heard of.
0: I have heard and of this was... one.
1: And it was...
0: What? This is the only movie I know. Yeah.
1: Yet. But, like, I remember Christmas with the Cranks coming out.
0: Yeah. I remember I have it.
1: no memory of this movie.
0: Yeah, which one is better? I think I have some nostalgia for Christmas with the cranks, but I don't know if it's better. No.
1: It's less weird. The premise itself is less weird. Is it that good of a movie? No. The premise itself is way less weird. And I just stand by
0: the fact that the movie, like, I realized, like, they couldn't make this movie make any more sense than it did, in my opinion. Jess, I know you disagree, but I feel like it is what it is. He like pays they, a
1: family to pretend to be his family for the holidays.
0: That's what he did.
1: But it's not like... So there's so many movies where it's like, oh, I am embarrassed to go home single, so I'm going to have this person pretend to be my significant other. Or like, we're going to stay together for the holidays just so people don't ask us questions. Like, I understand that a lot more than like, I'm going to pay a family... Like, I just not know what he... It was never truly explained what he was really trying to get at with it.
0: I think he just wanted to, you know, have a good time. Yeah. Decorate a tree. Learn the true meaning of Christmas. All right, Jess. Now you know what time it is. Time for your recommendation. No, I
1: didn't rate it. Right. Don't we rate it first?
0: Can I finish what I'm saying? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Time for your recommendation, where I recommend something to you. <laughs> I recommend that you give this movie a rating. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you give this movie a? We wish you a merry viewing. Uh, a jingle smells. Jingle smells. Jingle.
1: It smells s- the way.
0: Yes. Thank <laughs> you for completing my song. Uh-huh. It's a sing along at home moment. Mm-hmm. Or would you give it a ho ho hilarious? Love that Ben Affleck fellow. The
1: smelly one.
0: The smelly one. Interesting. So
1: I don't want anyone to watch it. I don't want this movie to exist.
0: You don't like this movie.
1: And there are movies that I think were like... I've watched many movies in my life where I don't think they were executed well. But I watched them and was intrigued by them because the premise was interesting.
0: Look, I'm just saying, hang on, it's time to be real.
1: Oh no, I'm gonna miss it.
0: Why? Where's your phone?
1: I don't know. This is real life, guys. I don't know where it's somewhere around here. What do you rate it, Adam while I look for my Oh uh,
0: I rate it a B out of an Affleck's. I don't is so, that good? Oh it's great. Oh here's your phone. Oh, thank you. Uh it's not good, but it is like if you want something on that isn't from Hallmark that you don't have to pay attention to and will have the occasional doodah. I recommend it for that reason. So, like, there are worse movies that exist, so watch this one. What? Which, no, <laughs> yes. but there are because... so
1: many better movies.
0: It doesn't matter because there are, are no, because there are movies worse. This movie is the best. And I say that as the unbiased creator of this motion picture. But um, Jess, you you disagree?
1: Yeah, I think one thing that we need to talk about with this movie is there's just a lot of parts that are just not great. Mm. And not good for your soul. <laughs> yeah. And are just really... Not even not appropriate, just like not okay. The like weird, like incestuous mm-hmm. undertones of it are like... Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. I really didn't like this movie. It wasn't very fun. No, it wasn't like it wasn't cheesy enough to where you could just have it on in the background, despite what previous iterations of myself may have told you. I was
1: like trying to be edgy
0: and failing. Yeah. So uh, you're you're better off watching other movies. Speaking of which, Jess, do you have a recommendation for something that's good that they can watch instead or while watching? <laughs> Surviving Christmas,
1: Elf. I think Elf is a great example of like, okay, this main character is like doing weird things that we don't understand, but in Elf, he's very sincere about it, and he has a backstory, and there's a reason for why he is the way he is, and he brings Christmas to a family and brings joy to a family, even though he's very misunderstood.
0: Okay, Jess, you had to pay one person three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be your fake dad, Tom Falco. Or Papa Elf.
1: Mmm, Papa Elf.
0: Easy answer. I'm surprised it took you so long to <laughs> answer that question. Mm-hmm. My my movie recommendation is the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special available on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, a sponsor of this podcast. When you're watching down all of your delicious, delicious alcoholic eggnog, what's the point of stimulating your mouth? <laughs> If you don't have something to stimulate your eyes. So watch Disney Plus.
1: And watch that, if nothing else, for the good tunes and the roasting of Kevin Bacon.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really that's what funny. I,
1: that's what I want in my holidays is some good Christmas music and some good roasting of Kevin Bacon. Hmm. It's what Jesus came for.
0: What more can he ask for? But yeah, so it, it was good. It was short. It was funny. There are some lore questions that I have that hopefully will be addressed in the third movie, Surviving Christmas 3. <laughs> All right, Jeffs. Mm-hmm. Now you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to say our, our signature line mm-hmm. before we sign off into the abyss.
1: Mm-hmm. Podcasting around the Christmas tree is a happy time of
0: year.
1: Fire is rolling in the fireplace, so have a good night. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, you we'll podcast out.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.
1: Woo! <laughs>